Welcome to the Rebel Podcast, episode number 28. It is Monday, February 8th, 2016, and it's 2.30 p.m., and I'm Robbie. I'm Cindy. And today, instead of talking about all the problems with our life, like we've done for the past 27 episodes. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, I mean, just like we've talked about like all the challenges and stuff like that. Instead, today, we're just going to talk about all the things that are going right in our life. Yeah. And the things that we're thankful for. Do you want to start? Sure. Um, well, obviously, for me, the biggest is that my relationships with my my the people that I'm closest to are going really well right now. Um, and I'll just start with you, because I think that's one of the best relationships I've ever had. And right now is currently, I think, a really good relationship. Um, I agree. And I, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, one of the few relationships I've ever had where... I I feel comfortable that I can let you be yourself and not feel the need to control you. Um, I'll offer my advice occasionally unsolicited, but usually I, I try to wait until it's asked for. <laughs> um, but and, and, and I and I feel like I believe that you are that it's reciprocal. So I yeah. think that's a really good thing. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a great relationship. <laughs> I think a lot of people um, that I've talked to, they said that just from noticing other people, not everybody has that with their parents. No. And it's just, it's kind of funny because I've always wondered about that. It's like if I created a human being, why would I ever have a bad relationship with that thing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you created another person. At that point, it's like, how on earth could it be that you wouldn't be able to communicate with that person? I think that a lot of that is, well, partly generational. Like, if you look in history, children are really thought of as little adults, and their parents had little idea that they needed to kind of mold that person or give that person opportunities and, and treat them as a child as opposed to a little adult. As we got past that, I think a lot of parents really believe and maybe they're right um that their job and duty as a parent is to teach their children how to behave a certain way mm. not to let them grow into the person that they would be if they were safely guided and given all kinds of opportunities um so i think that's why there's sometimes bad relationships because clearly it doesn't work to make a child behave the way you want them to all the time and to have and for them to have your opinions it doesn't work nor should it. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe the people are just thinking of it too much of as this is my creation and the creation's not doing what I want it to do. Yeah. Rather than just being like, I created this thing and now, now look at it go. Now let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a wind-up toy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, one thing that's going really well in my life right now is that I have lots of things that I like doing. And I have lots of uh, ideas for things that I want to do. Mostly in the video realm. Like I just like having, I have lots of YouTube videos that I want to do and concepts for YouTube videos and stuff like that. I'm really excited to film more Adventure Archives episodes and doing the vlog every day is consistently like the most fun part of my day. The funnest part of my day. People say that's not a word, but I don't understand. It works really well for me. Why on earth would that not be a word? Or funner for that matter. Like... Is why would you have to say more fun? You know, let's go on a quick tangent. No, let no. No, no. This okay. is not a complaint. All right. If it's not a complaint, then you're allowed. <laughs> this no, is our acceptance of reality day. No, this is this is a great point. Don't be shutting my point. Down. <laughs> um, all words are made up. So if we find a better way to say something, we should just start using it. There's no reason to hold back on that. So I, I've been using funner and funnest with no, with reckless abandon <laughs> even, <laughs> but I just wanted a quick side note. It's like, Hey man, it's like all the words are made up anyway. So I'm going to make up a new one that works much better than saying more fun yeah, or the most fun. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Okay. Anyway, but the vlog is like the cons consistently my favorite part of the day is editing that thing together. And it's funny because like, Shooting it is not always the funnest thing, but I know if I do a good job shooting it, when I go into the edit, it's going to be so much fun. So it's kind of weird. I'm able to eat my vegetables to have my dessert 
Whereas I'm not able to do that in other realms, like sleeping. I know if I go to bed early eating the vegetables, then I'll feel great the next day eating my dessert. But instead, I just eat my dessert at night <laughs> and then stare at my vegetables for the next Which day. Which have wilted and gone rotten. <laughs> but yeah, so lots of inspiring ideas for videos, basically. Um, I got more. Do you want to go on your uh, next thing? Uh, sure. Um, one of the things that I think is going really, really well in my life right now is my, it's the classes that I'm teaching and I'm, I'm starting to see re a real difference in the health and lives of the people that I'm teaching. Um, I've been teaching a strength and flexibility class for, um, it's really for anyone, but the people that come to that class are, um, now, anywhere from 45 to 80 years old. And we talk a lot about body alignment and strength training and flexibility and how your body works and, and trying to move their bodies in a more natural way. And we were just comparing today that, you, in fact, sometimes they call it invisible exercise because you can't really tell what we're doing. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, you know the action that you're taking, but it's not like... Um, like if you go in in a power weight training thing and you, you know, pound a bunch of weight for an hour and then you come out and the next day, you can see something. This is more gradual, but we've been doing it now a year and a half. And there is such a huge difference in the their gait, in their standing, in their strength, in their flexibility, in their relaxation. Um, one person who could barely get off of a chair without basically locking her knees together, pushing with her hands and kind of wiggling her way into a standing position who can now just sit in a chair and stand up and sit down and stand up. Really? Yeah. Oh, a huge difference. And another student who was um, very stiff in her, in her whole body, but particularly around her shoulders and her neck, you could always see her tendons and she just looked like like when you're shivering, you know, that kind of tense everywhere, your muscles are all locked, so much more relaxed. Um, I work with students in, uh, with, with a weight machine. We do private lessons. And I have a few that have been coming for a while, and they're just now starting to get to the point where they can activate muscles in their back that, you know, for years they never even knew they had them. And now they can actually to keep their body in the right position. So I, I'm just seeing... It's sort of just like you, you just have to go ahead and get started. And then you just keep consistently doing it. It's sort of like your vlog. Consistently do it. And suddenly you turn around. That time was going to go by anyway. And, and now we, we can look back and compare where we started and where we are now. And there's huge, huge changes. And I'm, I feel good that that's, that's what I set out to do. But now I'm actually seeing that it's happening. And it's very motivating. I'm in really enjoying that part of it. Okay. Um, another thing that's going well in my life right now is that I've got my food situation more or less squared away to where I know what foods to buy that make me feel all right, that are easy to cook and actually keep me satisfied so I'm not thinking about food all the time. Uh, I haven't quite figured out how to not intake the garbage every now and then <laughs> but at the very least i've got the majority of the time that i'm eating figured out because that's like a huge struggle for me like ever since i basically ever since uh i stopped eating well even when i was eating at the college uh dorm cafeterias i still wasn't satisfied with what i was eating because as soon as i left home i didn't know how to cook i didn't know what to eat and the food that was available for me to eat at the cafeteria was close to garbage. Like, I might as well have been eating fast food every day. Which is, you know, that's criminal, man. <laughs> like, not only is school cafeterias, like, in high school and... Actually, high school and stuff was not too bad. But when I got to college, our cafeteria's food was so bad. Just a quick shout out. Indiana University's cafeterias are the worst of any cafeteria at a university I've had. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the worst ever. I was going to say, you have not eaten at all of them. That is not fair to say. No, especially you, other people. You mean as far as nutritionally? Nutritionally, variety, taste. taste. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everything. There was a couple highlights. Like I remember at Thanksgiving, they would have Thanksgiving dinners. At the Iron Skillet or yeah, whatever. Iron, what was it called? Iron Skillet, yeah. It was called Iron. Yeah, I remember yeah. you saying that okay. all the time. <laughs> 
And I went one time, this Thanksgiving, it was like the day before Thanksgiving, day before I went home. I got done with classes and I went to the cafeteria and I got that food. And I remember running back to the dorm for no other reason that I could not wait to like dig watch. In. Yeah, to dig in and watch YouTube videos. I, YouTube wasn't even out at that point, but <laughs> it was something like that. But man, it was so good. They had the cheesecake with like the, uh, what's the... Uh, strawberry blueberry something yeah some type of fruit thing drizzled on top and then they had the roast beef and mashed potatoes and turkey and dressing i think there was turkey and dressing <laughs> i'm not sure i even got that <laughs> the stuffing etc but um yeah that's kind of a tangent but anyways yeah i figured out what to eat more or less uh meat and vegetables obviously and then i've got my sauerkraut my sauerkraut stores are pretty good right now which speaking of which i need to cut up those sauerkrauts because we got to get working on that because I've only got two jars left. And they go pretty fast. They go really fast, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, I have, for me, I have the same kind of thing. I've, I have fi- finally figured out what to eat to feel good. I'm doing it very regularly. I'm even going to bed reasonably early. Um, and what I've noticed, which is making me really happy, it's not that I never get sick. But if I get sick, you know, like there's a flu going around and everybody else is down for three or four or five days. I get sick, I go to bed, I drink a ton of bone broth, and the next day I feel fine. Um, And every time I've gotten sick this winter, it's been one day. It's not been three or four or five. Like, you know, there were times in years past when I was not eating appropriately that um, I would be down for a week, you know, just holed up in my my room. And, And I have found that anytime I have gotten sick and stayed sick for a while recently, like this year, it has been because right before that, I really, you know, dumped a lot of garbage inside and, and that's not good. So I'm, I'm really glad that I've figured it out and I'm sticking with it. So I'm staying really healthy for a lot longer periods of time. And when I am sick, it's really short. Um, and I think that's, that's all by with all the stuff we've been doing, nutritionally, sleep, rest, exercise, all of that starting to come together in a really cohesive way, at least for me. The it I've I've only kind of gotten sick once. I can't remember you being sick since recently like at all. October. Yeah, and it was just like for a day or two, and I think that might have actually been like a like a detox type of thing because I'd been eating really crappily. What was I doing before then? I don't remember. But then I just felt kind of bad for two or two days or so, three days or mm-hmm. so. I don't remember. But yeah, I don't really get sick that much. I used to get sick all the time, and when I got sick, I got really sick, like. Yeah. Out for down the count. Down for the count, yeah. Or down for the count, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also noticed that that I kind of thought, you know, you know, five or ten years ago, even even last year some, that that I was getting what is typical for, uh, you know, a woman in her 50s, that I was starting to get joint pains, this or that. And and now that I eat well, I don't I don't have that either. Like I'm I'm 57 I teach seven to nine classes a week, and as long as I eat well, nothing hurts. I wake up every morning. I feel good. So I'm, I'm really pleased that while I don't follow it all the time, I know, and I'm really glad that I know, how to feel good every day. Where, you know, yes, yeah, five see, or ten I years ago, I didn't, I didn't know how to feel good every day. That's what was maddening to me, especially, so I got sick in 2012 and then I was gradually trying to get better. But what was maddening to me was trying to figure out what made me feel better. Like, cause it was just very, it seemed very inconsistent and it was very like, just frustrating because you don't know what to do. You're ready to do it and you're like, okay, I, I'm ready. Just tell me what to do. I'll do it. I don't care what it is. I'll do it. But you just everything you're doing, if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, it's very frustrating. Yeah, and there's not one thing for everybody to do. Yeah. There's some general categories that I think apply to everybody, and everybody's body reacts differently. Right. But in general, there are some important things to do, and I think we've got those figured out. So now, if I decide that I don't mind the consequences for the activity that I'm involved in or the, at that moment, at least I can make that decision. I hardly ever now have, you know, some ache or pain or a migraine headache or, or I don't feel good or I'm achy and not know why. 
Yeah. That just doesn't, and that's such a relief. That is a relief. It's, yeah. it's a great relief. I might not be able to fix it right away. Because, you know, I was watching some commercial the other day on TV and it was, uh, God, what was it? Uh, oh, abdominal pain. It was, I think it was last night during the Super Bowl, but it's like it had this intestines walking around the football stadium trying to get to a bathroom so it could diarrhea or something. Yeah. And then the solution at the end of the commercial was the new prescription drug. And I was like, this is so not well, right. It's yeah, like, and you probably didn't see the opposite commercial, which was opiate pain reliever induced constipation. There, there was at the beginning there was a commercial about that and, <laughs> so, and the so solution was the, to take a different drug to, to, <laughs> instead of trying that. to get rid of your pain by you no know, well, i mean it's very frustrating because I, I imagine the people who had that issue the oh. abdominal thing they don't know how to make themselves feel better and the prescription drug seems to be the only option yeah. but i mean it's like the most obvious thing in the world when you think about it like what else is health other than just the the workings of your body like how well it's working or not working and you know there's all sorts of other factors too like uh good social relations a good environment Stress, everything stuff. but um prescription drugs definitely can't be the answer yeah. but if you don't know what is the answer then yeah. plus we are st- and this is i i don't want to get into a you know a negative turn on this because we're talking about what is working but i will say that our need to have things fixed immediately is the problem. Okay, well, I can turn that into what's going well in my life okay, right good. now. Okay, good. Is that um, right now I'm really good at accepting my current situation, whatever it happens to be. The, I mean, to varying degrees. But yeah. in general, I'm doing really well. Like the other day we got ejected from the house because somebody was looking at it. And I did not handle that well. <laughs> But I mean, I handled it well on the outside, but on the inside, I was like really mad. I was just like, oh my God, this is so annoying. But I still was, I, I had the awareness in my mind. I was like, oh, this is, you got to quickly accept that this is your yeah, reality. You're not going right to change now. it. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then, like, uh, when I drive long distances now, I don't nearly as often go, oh God, why am I not there yet? I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to be there until when I'm going to be there. So I'm going to have to accept this right now. Or like today, uh, I, I keep having to do all these animations and After Effects. And today, you're just like, my, I want to just start screaming at the computer. Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's not so much that I feel like it's impossible. It's just that there's always, every time I use that program, I have to look something up. It's just, that is the way it is. Hopefully one day, I can get some work that'll be like, oh, do this. And I'm like, know exactly how to do that. I'll do it. Won't have to look it up. But I've been getting better at being like, okay, I have to do this. Let's look it up. Just stay calm. Focus on the task at hand. Don't look too many steps ahead or get overwhelmed. And then just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, that's something that's going well for me, too, is to just know that, well, time's going to go by anyway. So just... Just keep keep moving forward and not regret where I am right now. Not regret if things don't fall into into place the way I imagined they might. Yeah. You know, it's good to have a plan. It's good to have, you know, a, a, a path that you want to follow. But if there's a tree across your path, you 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 really can't follow that path any longer. And you have to, you know, you have to adjust. And I... I, I believe that right now, both of us seem to have turned a corner on that, like um, like our two events this weekend, which, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, well, first of all, the first one we set up back in November, and then we, you know, that's when she asked us to do it, really want to talk about it again until then, and what the person who hired us wanted was for us to come and teach salsa, but when we got there, she just had a bunch of women who really just wanted to dance. And so we we improvised and we fly, adjusted yeah. on the fly and it was so much fun. In fact, it was so much fun that I was dancing on carpet and didn't really think about that. And the next day I woke up, my hip was hurting because <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I, I wasn't twisting properly. But it was it was great fun. And then the, the, that next day we had a an event where we needed to just 
it was at a conference where a lot of people were doing, you know, listening to lectures and stuff. And our job was to take 15 minutes to get them all energized again, get them up moving. And we were, well, I say we, but I mean you, were really not very happy about going because you were sure that they were not going to respond. And um, as it turned out, they were great. It was yeah, it was yeah, good it was fun. Totally everybody fun. was dancing. Not everybody, but a, a majority of them. And the ones that weren't dancing were clapping and laughing and having a good time. So that's kind of my nature. Has been my nature. I'm, I I would like to change that. Is to whenever there's some difficult event or something that's kind of out of my unknown. comfort zone, then I just really very frustrated by it yeah instead of just being like you know let's just go do this and level up and see what type yeah. of experience points me, we're gonna get yeah uh, i call it making the shift a little sooner we we make the shift you know while it's going on or when it's over to go oh that was great yeah but i want to make the shift before before yeah because i think even just we kind of stood at the doorway as people were coming in and we were clapping and talking and joking with them and trying to get them you know some people kind of danced with us in the doorway but we set that up ahead of time as they were coming in we could have stood in the back wait for them all to come in quietly and sit down probably wouldn't have gone as well as it did yeah no that um, was really important. so if we can do if we can just make it even a little bit sooner when it's just us an hour before that we're getting enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, but I think we're learning that. I think over time we're getting better and better at doing that. I know I am, and you seem to be. Um, that's another thing that, that that's forward progress in a way that we want to have forward progress that I think is going well for us. Uh, I wonder if that's like a... I, I've been thinking about this lately. I wonder if that's what separates people who really get the things done that they want to get done versus people who don't is that the people who get things done do the or basically feel the fear and do it anyway right mm-hmm. um <clears throat> that's the title of a book i don't know if you know that or yeah, if you've read that I think book I, I haven't read it but i remember you telling me about it i don't remember i don't remember much about the book it wasn't that great but i love the title because it's really just like you can be afraid of so many things man and like especially like in the the stuff that I do like when I make videos it's very much you need an audience right so what's a job where you don't need that data entry well, I'm just thinking of like <laughs> just like what what do people aspire to do that they don't do because they're scared of doing like opening a restaurant something like that yeah anything entrepreneurial but I but I will say this I know people who who, you know, want to study to be an architect. I know a particular person wants to study to be an architect and wanted to do that 15 years ago and was like, well, it'll take too long, blah, blah, blah. Well, 15 years have gone by, still not an architect. architect. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, I, so I, yeah, that's a good one, studying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the fear of failure is has to be an evolutionary thing right oh like, i think so. it has to be like oh i'm safe right now why on earth would i go risk doing anything if i'm safe at this moment we're just gonna sit under this tree <laughs> and eat this pork <laughs> <laughs> we got the pig uh but i think now especially in the modern society where all the basic needs are taken care of at least in our country and most of the anybody who's listening to this your needs are taken care of for the most part, you know, yeah. you got a grocery store you can go to. You have enough free time that you can listen to a podcast. And at you have the electronics po- to be able to listen right, to a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, that's when you need to kind of abandon fear and just leave it behind. Because whatever could happen is at worst like somebody yelling at you. Right? For, yeah. for most instances, I, I don't think there's any thing that's much worse than yeah actually it's you won't have enough money to have your house or something but you'll still find the place to live right i just feel like like that's like we can make so many excuses yeah well i think there's there's lots of lots of things that could happen and 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 you really have to take a moment to see if you're imagining much worse things than what could really happen. Right. Um, or if what you're imagining is really true, but it's such a far-fetched reality. Um, I will quote my favorite um, TV program, Downton Abbey. At the end of season four, I think, um, the butler and the head of household 
are getting they're at, they're at a at a beach and she's getting ready to walk in and she's asking him you know to go with her to walk into the water and he says what if i what if i get what if my pants get wet she's like well we'll dry them and like well what if i fall and she's like well you know what if a comet falls what if you know what if there's an earthquake (laughs) and i can't remember exactly the things but yeah there's lots of things that could happen most of them aren't very likely so you you sort of have to think about what what the real risks are and courage is not not having fear it's the title of that book it's having the fear and doing it anyway yeah because it is in it is natural and instinctual for human beings to be afraid of everything. Yeah. Because it's a lot easier to run away when you're already afraid <laughs> and to save yourself or to fight or whatever you need to do if you've got that fear. But we have a rational brain that allows us to look at the things that we're afraid of and go, is that really gonna happen? You know, do I do I really need to worry about that? And no, not do I really need to worry, but is do I need to do anything about that? Because worrying won't help no matter what. This is true. You know, you could spend all your time thinking about what might happen in two years. Instead, you could spend all your time for two years doing something to prevent that from happening or, or to change the course. Yeah, building. anything that you can do to change that that scenario that you're, you've imagined will happen. Yeah, no, I think that's a great start. We're going to take a quick break because somebody's coming to inspect the house. But we will be back in just a second. All right. Okay, we're back. It is now a day later, so we don't remember what we already said. But the general theme of this podcast is what's going well in our life. You know, one thing that's going well in my life is my morning routine. Oh. I've been getting up at 9 o'clock, and I get up, and I edit the vlog, have water and coffee, and then I eat lunch. And then the next thing I know, it's like 2 p.m. <laughs> but I'm really enjoying that morning routine. <laughs> yeah. And for me, what's going really well that's related is that um, we've kept a handle on the dishes and my bedroom. Well, in fact, the house in general. And, and it's granted, all clean. Yeah. yeah. And granted, we're being forced to do it because people are coming to look at it and we're trying to do, do a good job for the owner of the house. Um Voluntarily, I might add, since we have a lease and don't have to do it, um, but we want to help her as much as we can. So the house looks really nice, which I did not realize, even though everyone in the world has always told me this, I think you're even one of them, how much less frantic I would feel all the time if things were a little more organized. And lo and behold... Everybody was right and I was wrong. Yeah, well, I think your brain just kind of, it pays attention to the things that are around it. So when there's a bunch of stuff in its field of view all the time, it's always like... Too many things to pay attention yeah, to? Yeah, it's trying to keep track of everything. Yeah. I think that's why it's nice Well, to and I also notice when one or two things are out of place and for some reason, I have the compulsion to move it. <laughs> Instead of instead of totally ignoring it, which is what I always did before, I'm very good at overlooking stuff that if it's not important right then, I can just go, oh, well, I'll get that later. I see it's there. I'm going to get it later. And I yeah. put it in some compartment. But now that pretty much everything else is done, it sticks out like a sore thumb and I'll go, oh, that dish needs to be washed. Well, I'll just wash that now. Um, or, oh, my my bedspread's not done. That that doesn't look good. I think I'll do that right now. What's your opinion on making the bed? Well. Because <laughs> I think it's like totally unimportant. Yeah. Um, it is unimportant if you don't spend any time in the bedroom except for when you go to bed. That's exactly what I do. So yeah, yeah I guess so. So yeah. I guess. Um, I I don't spend that much time in my room, but I do read in there. I now have the PlayStation in there so I can watch Movies. Downton Abbey. And oh, Downton Abbey. Downton, well, let's, let's be specific. I can watch Downton Abbey and, <laughs> and The Martian and Interstellar. That's, oh, oh and, and at Christmas time, I did watch Lost Christmas like 50 times. You know, if SpaceX actually gets consumer flight as a reality. What is SpaceX? SpaceX is the company that Elon Musk founded, the Tesla guy. Oh, oh okay. But it's like he's doing space travel and... Like, since NASA's not doing anything, <laughs> he's decided to take up the reins. But, um, 
That would probably be something you'd totally do. Oh, I would definitely do it. I would be space. like, especially if they wanted to, like, by the time he does that, I will probably be in my 70s or 80s. And if he's looking for, you know, a geriatric volunteer, <laughs> I'd be his guy. <laughs> I just think that'd be so cool. That would I would, be cool. I would really, I really think that'd be cool. This, um, so, yeah, I think actually just a lot of things are going really well right now. So I don't have too many specifics. Just yeah, like, just I just in feel general, like life in general good. is going well. I got paid yesterday. Well, good. I'm hoping to get paid today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you open that mailbox so many times and it's not what you want. And then when it finally is, it's so surreal. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm actually getting paid. <laughs> Somebody kept their promise. Yay. That was work I did in July, August and September. It is February of the next year. Well, I'm not even going to talk about when mine was due because <laughs> partly I didn't. Oh, no, mine was about the same, actually. I think oh. it was uh, September and October. That's the check I'm expecting. Um, Do you forget to invoice them or they just... I did. And then when I... and and Yeah, I did. I'm, oh. I'm, you know, See, I was on top of those invoices. Yeah, I was so. not. I was not. I'm usually on top. But they were really good about when I sent it, sending me an email immediately saying, we're going to pay this tomorrow. And that was a week and a half ago. <laughs> Well, then you have nobody to blame but yourself oh, on I know, that one. I know. Well, and, and I don't mind blaming myself. I'm, yeah, no, but but had that. I had it back then, yeah, I'd have spent it to be you gone. You wouldn't have the money now. That's true. <laughs> when I don't invoice, I think of it as a savings account. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of funny. Yeah, because it would definitely be gone you by can now. Still, like, if you don't have the money, you still find a way to get by. Yeah. So like, you could put it off for a long time, and then just suddenly you got the money. You know, that's funny. Because yesterday, I'm in a pretty good financial situation right now. Most comfortable I've been in like years. And it's not even like anything amazing. It's just like I actually have money in my checking account. (laughs) And you're not in debt. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I really need a backup hard drive for all of my work stuff. I have all these small hard drives, so they're just spewed across all of them. And I was like, it'd be really great if I just had one really big one that I could put everything on. It's $450. And I was about to buy it. I was like, you know what? I I would rather deal with the difficulty of having it spread out on a bunch of different hard drives than not have that money right now. Because right now I don't care. But then like in a couple months, I'm going to be like, God, I wish I had that money. You know? Yeah, as long as you'll spend it on something else a little bit at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have that be gone over, over silly, stupid stuff. Yeah, I don't know how. It, yeah. I guess it's kind of tangentially yeah. related, but twenty twenty dollar things is going to be four hundred dollars. That's true. I'm not yeah. going to spend twenty twenty dollar things in in a few months. You won't. I mean, I'm sure I will. But <laughs> I'm going to make more money in that span oh, of time okay. too. Right. Uh, do you have anything specific? I don't have anything specific. Like, there's just so many. I'm just in general. Things are going really well. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about yeah. it. But I don't have anything like... Well, I could just start not, listing random things. Well, not only, I don't even think we just have to do that because I, I, I'm the same way. I don't want to always look at what we can fix because sometimes right. we don't need to do anything about it. We could just enjoy them. Um, like like the interesting things I, I, I see on Facebook... The fact that I could even look at Facebook and find them and pay attention, which I don't do every day anymore. I started doing that and then I was getting addicted. So now every couple of days I get on there. But yesterday I saw one that just made me so happy. I think I showed it to you that said... Wait, you were just able to control your addiction like that? Yeah. And you don't do it at all on some days? Yeah. In fact, yesterday I almost didn't do it at all. And then something made me look at it and it turned out somebody had sent me a message about the gold class. wanting to know if we were actually having it. So I was oh. kind of glad that I looked at it. Hmm which tells me that I need to have a notice on messages, which I don't right now. Um, anyway, that's a, that's a tangent. But the thing that was on there was, um, it was just a, a, a sign that said, of all the things you can be in the world, be kind. And I thought, what a simple statement of, you know, there's so many ways we can be. And I'm so glad that I happened to have, you know, figured out how to do Facebook and I saw it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but... <clears throat> Hopefully, I will do something with it, and I, it just made me happy. That's the kind. That's the kind of thing that makes me happy. Is I wasn't really trying. I wasn't going to Facebook to look for that. I just thought, okay, well, I'll just check in, and and was able to scroll really fast past the ones that looked negative, 
saw that one and was like, okay, well, that was time well spent. I'm Now I'm done, and I moved on. I, I, I Sometimes I have lots of different thoughts, and I don't know which one I want to say. This one's only kind of related. What do you think about if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Let me tell you what I think. What I think is that that is a perfectly fine saying, but it's also, it's not, just like every platitude and rule and piece of advice, it's not universal, universally applicable. Correct. Applicable. So like... Um, I like applicable. Which one why. is it? I've always heard it was applicable, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. They're it all made up anyway. I like the way applicable sounds. It's like saying chimichanga. <laughs> um, that's not at all like chimichanga. Well, I know, but it's fun to say the way chimichanga is okay. fun to say. That's all I meant. Um, so the new iPhone is supposedly not going to have a headphone port. What and does everybody, that mean? Like, you know the headphone port? Oh, port. I thought you said board. Okay, yes. Yes. It's not going to have a headphone port. And everybody's already all up in arms like, Apple, how could you do this? You're already, you're always changing stuff. But I'm like, look, bro, <laughs> the iPhone or the headphone port has been in use since the early 1900s. Like the earliest use was like, I looked it up today. It was like 1878. It's like a version of that headphone port was used in 1878. On what? Just the first recording devices. Oh, Like okay. it was a bigger version of it. But the smaller version like has been in use since the early 1900s. And it's like, yo, we can upgrade the technology now. Like, I know it's, like, been so universally used and all this stuff, but the the, the new things, you like, all music is digital now. Okay. So like, Here's what I think is happening on that issue. Yeah, I on. think that it's people like me who don't realize that when you say there's no headphone port, uh-huh. I thought, I can't use my headphones anymore. <laughs> well, you can't use old headphones anymore. No, but, you, yeah, but you'll have some kind of headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What I thought it meant is can't do that anymore i was like well and what good is it <laughs> you gotta listen through that crappy speaker on the phone no see because like i understand both sides it's like you don't want to change it because like this is good enough but it's also like y- you could make it even better and sometimes making it even better especially with something like that like it's kind of a frivolous thing one way or the other like whether you have oh well or- but it but it is that way like if 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 it ain't fixed don't broke it don't bro- if it ain't yeah, broke- we got it we got it <laughs> dang it that happens all the time um would always squelch any kind of development of anything but i remember when we went from vhs to dvds many of us were really disturbed oh you know that's funny casey nice said i just watched one of his vlogs the other day and he was talking about how he hates dvds but loves vhs i'm like i cannot understand the logic in that even a little bit yeah well or when they went from analog tv to whatever they digital tv now and that you had to get a different thing for your to receive it all all of those things it's just the typical human affliction we don't like change and we hate to be bored yeah (laughs) it's like the ultimate it's the ultimate uh cruel joke yeah it's like i'm gonna program both of these into you well you know what else i was thinking about it keeps balance it does it's brilliant i was thinking well one thing before I get on to that, is that VHS tapes and uh, analog tapes and uh, vinyl, the one thing that's different about those is that you have to watch it in a linear fashion. So wherever you're at in the tape, you have to watch from that point or rewind. You can't jump around. So that is the one difference. And that is like, that's not only a psychological difference, it's actually a practical difference. And it just changes the way you listen to it. But anyways, the other thing is that I was thinking about how isn't it kind of great that there are rules in the sense that like, what if there was not a universal rule that your body got hungry and then got full and got hungry and got full? Imagine if you never liked eating food. Wouldn't that suck? You'd die. Well, I mean, you'd have to do it on purpose. Yeah, you'd have to do it on purpose. But like, it's great when the things that you need align with the things that you want. Yeah. Well, and I think rules in general help people there. I, I think that people who know me know that I have often said rules or general guidelines. They should not be strict. I even used to think that way before the TSA was invented or created, that that's the same way kind of airline schedules were. They were like, oh, you need to be at the airport 
two hours in advance and you have to be at the gate at, you know, 30 minutes in advance. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a general guideline. You do not have to be there that moment because if you're there, you're going to have to wait for 100 people to get on anyway. You could be, just be the last person. You don't have to be right there. But in general, I think almost all rules are like that. They give us some stability. They give us a direction to go from which you can choose to deviate. And for like small children, if you don't give small children some structure, some rules, they feel unsafe. They don't, they don't know that the world is a predictable place. That's what rules and general guidelines are good at, is that they give you some ability to explore the world knowing that you can count on some things or most of the time you can count on something and then you can measure your risk. And I think that's how all of life is. You know, even when you, you approach another person, sorry, you approach another person that's new, you want to talk to them. Okay. In general, you can count on them that when you say hello, they won't pull out a gun and shoot you. <laughs> so there's not that much risk but there's other there there are risks but there's not you can count on there being some response back that's not dangerous to your health given your setting mm -hmm. so i all of life is that way so yeah i think rules are great i don't think that there are very many rules that have to be applied without deviation and when you do i think it causes more trouble than it's worth it's like like a child when they're playing you go okay well you're gonna have to quit you know you've got five minutes and they're a sailor they're watching a video diane's really good about this with everett he's watching a video and she go okay you got five more minutes but it's right at almost to the end of the video there is nothing wrong when the timer goes off at five minutes looking and seeing that there's two minutes more to the video and go okay you can watch to the end of this but then you're done it gives him the ability to go my mom will be reasonable but I still got to I still got to do what she says. If if you know if there's an hour left, she can go. Okay, your five minutes is up for now. You can come back to it, and and he doesn't have any problem with it. It's a good way to allow the, a person to have some control, but to have some structure. That was a long way of saying yes. I like rules. <laughs> I just don't always follow them. Yeah, no, I think rules are good. I think it's just uh, maybe it's just a personality type that you have. Because like for me, whenever I got rules, it was always like. I was, I'm always, I was always looking for the hard and fast rule. It's like, I can just follow this rule and stick to it. But I think the only rule that I can really stick to is that, and this is the one I've been talking about a lot recently, is just whatever you do, the individual moment by moment interactions that you have with other people is the one thing that is the most important. So like whatever else you decide, you got to make those one-to-one -one interactions good if you can make those good then everything else doesn't matter as much because your moment to moment is good yeah kind of like i was telling andrew like dude we got to do youtube videos man let's do youtube videos every day and it's like it doesn't really matter if we succeed at that point because if we're it's like that uh oh crap oh, well i'm gonna ask you what that it's like but it's like every day you're making a video and you're still surviving so you're making it you're doing what you wanted to be doing the money part just allows you to keep going. So if you're able to keep going without even making any money, then you're still doing exactly what it is you want to be doing. What's that, uh, you know, like 99 nights, Arabian nights or whatever, like every night she keeps a story going. There's another parable or something where it's like uh, they say just one step at a time. Okay, well, I can't remember what it was, but... Have you ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I saw the movie. And the part where they talk about flying. So the, the trick to flying is to fall down and not realize that you're falling down. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Fall without hitting the ground or something. So like at one point he trips and then something incredible happens that it's so incredible he forgets that he's falling and he starts flying. But it's like the same sort of deal. is uh, Whatever you want to do... You just start doing it, and as long as you're able to do that every day, you're making it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If you focus too much on that, well, it's not even focusing on the end goal because there is no end goal. It's it, focusing. It's, it's, it's thinking that there's some particular moment or event that means you're doing it, and 
but it has to be in the grandest version of it before it counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That the small versions of it, it's like, I want to be a writer, then I need to write every day. It doesn't matter if I'm publishing a book or an article or anything else. If I'm writing, I'm a writer. Like, <clears throat> every once in a while it hits me that I am dancing for a living. Or maybe I'm not dancing for a living, but I am dancing every day. Right. And and if you had asked me 10 years ago, you know, what would you really like to do? Oh, God. I have a friend who I, I used to talk to this about. We haven't seen each other in a long time. But I just said, what I really want to do is I, I just want to dance. I want to help other people to dance, this or that. And we went to a yoga retreat. And while we were there, when people would ask me what I do, at the time, I was a lawyer and a real estate uh, developer for a big corporation. And she'd go, oh, she's a dancer. And when she first started doing it, I was mad at her. I was like, that's not, that's not true. And she said, well, sure it is. What are you doing right now? Well, we were, you know, at a yoga retreat and dancing. So I, I sort of started like going, okay, I get that. She said, well, I just wanted you to feel what it would feel like to put on it that, that I'm a dancer. I teach dance or I dance. I help people dance. You know, try that on for a while and stop saying you're something else when that's not really what you want to be. Why say you're a lawyer when you don't love it? You don't, you don't even like the kind of law you do. You know, you're not even doing the kind of law that would make you happy. Start saying and being a dancer. And then now 10 years later, I am dancing. That, that's what I do now. That's true. And, well, let me ask just, you that question. I, what do you think about, we, we are always asking other people, like that's one of the first things we ask. So what do you do? What is a better question to ask than what do you do? Because that, isn't that question kind of boring? Like, aren't we all tired of that? Is like, what's your career? Well, that's because that's what we valued. That's how we placed them in the world. Yeah, I don't, I don't really ask that question anymore. I, you know, once we're talking, I'm like, I either change the, you know, I, I either lead the direct, this, the thing into, you know, what do you enjoy? What's your family like? What's your, what's your daily life like? And I think that is a much better question is what's your, what's your life like? You know, what do you, what do you do for I, that's fun? That's actually pretty interesting yeah. to find out people's background. And yeah. I want to, I want to know where they came from that, which, so what they, what, what their work is or what their, what their quote pro productivity activity is, is part of who they are, but it's not the only thing. Right. And and I would much rather find out what someone's background is, you know, what they enjoy doing, what they aspire to do, as in connection or in, in the context of what their current life situation is, you know. But it just sounds dumb to go, what's your current life situation? <laughs> you kind of got to lead into it. and And I do think that, as much as we would like for it not to be this this way, you know, there's a little, you, you need a little social lubrication to have a conversation that's deeply into what people actually care about. Because you don't know each other. True. And while you and I are very trusting people, somebody asks us a question, we're just going to tell them <laughs> the actual answer and not beat around the bush, not try to feel them out to make sure it's okay to say, I feel this way or... You know, let's just take your living situation. Great, frankly, my living situation. I live with my son, my grown son. My grown son lives with me. And it works out really well for us. But there was a time when I would, I would feel, and I know you did because you've said it many times, this sort of hesitance to say, yeah, I live with my mom. Or, yeah, my son still lives with me. I, I, it's perfect for us at this time in our lives frankly I'd love it if we had a little commune and we lived together forever um, in, in some way but not everybody's comfortable hearing that and then you have to have well isn't it weird like yeah no 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 I mean that that in yeah, itself weird. is weird but isn't it that's like a perfect illustration of how rules are arbitrary because in the past, when everybody lived in small communities, that would be insane if you were like, oh, yeah, my son lives in another state. You'd be like, what? What? Why? What? You How? just watch You just watch Downton Abbey. They all lived together in, until 
like there's a marriage and then somebody and then somebody moves to the other person's family's house. Oh, then that was recent. That was early 1900s. Right? Yeah. And in some countries still, it's like that. I think we said it on here before, but the um, I wish I knew their names. I'm going to have to learn them. It's an Indian uh, couple. They're both actors. They were in Slumdog oh, Millionaire. Yeah, 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 like yeah. The, they were named the most beautiful people on the planet. Um, were interviewed by Oprah, and her one of her very first questions was, "So you live at his parents' house? How does that work out?" And the woman just smiled and looked at her husband. She said, "I'll let you answer this." He looks straight in Oprah's eyes, and she he says, "Oprah, you don't live with your parents. How does that work?" <laughs> you know. It's all perspective. Oh, okay. Well, you know, one of the things I'm excited about the most is, I think I've talked about this before, is just that the the really realization of my bones that they're, all the rules are arbitrary. So it's just like, it's exciting to me. It's like, I want to go out and like yell at people, not yell at people, yell in the streets and be like, yo, we, we made it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. We made it all up. We can do anything we want. Yeah. Yeah, and when the the first thing that people go to is, well, then I could murder people. I'm like, do you do you, do you are, want to? Are are you not murdering people right now because it's not allowed? Because <laughs> if that's the case, you're gonna murder somebody anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> nice knowing you, but that that's any time that anyone takes that question because I I think that's true. I think we really are at liberty. Our constitution in this country says we have an unalienable right to the pursuit of happiness, among other things. The pursuit of happiness doesn't mean that we would be happy if we were murdering and stealing and trampling on other people. No, it means we we have the right to do what would make us happy. Yeah. You know? And generally what makes you happy doesn't make other people unhappy. Yeah, because if, if you're a semi-well-adjusted human being or just a normally functioning human being. You know, I was watching, uh, my friend posted this video of, in China, uh, some cops cracked down on, like, illegal street vendors. And then some young people went and tackled the cops and they were all fighting in the streets. And I was going to comment on it, but then I was just like, well, this comment's kind of pointless anyway, so I'm not even going to comment on it. But I still had this thought, which was like, is that the best, is that what you wanted to be doing? Like, did you wake up today and say, I want to go tackle the cop? That is that is my goal today. I'm going to tackle a cop. And did that cop go, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to bust some illegal street vendors? <laughs> but my point is, is that, holy crap, every single day, you can just choose what you want to do. And yeah. you know, so people will say a million and a half things about it. Yeah. A million and a half. And That's 1.5 million. <laughs> yeah. Well, and... I think what we don't realize is that at any moment, you get to look at all those decisions. Okay, so maybe you didn't intentionally decide to go tackle a cop today or to you know, be mean to the person in front of you or behind you in the checkout line. But you do that enough days, I would be willing to bet that the people that are having those kind of experiences regularly are not happy people. So one day, why don't you make the decision to not be mean to the person behind you or in front of you or the person who's at the stop sign at the same time you are and they don't go quickly enough or, you know, whatever. And unless the decision to be active or vocal or take a step or do something actually makes your life or someone else's life better, why bother to make that choice? This is a good question. Yeah. So we, to bring it back to what we were talking, what the topic of this podcast is, and that's things that are going well, is that I really do believe you and I are getting much better at it. I've watched it very explicitly with you this week as we've had to jump out of our house yeah. <laughs> for people to come in. And I just see your whole body tense up and I know that you're just like, this is just ridiculous. I don't want to do this. And then get over it pretty quick. The shift comes pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, or the, the two events we did last weekend. You pretty much fought those until they happened. But, <laughs> but at least afterwards, you realized you could have made a shift. We did make a shift in the middle of it. Um, and, and I'm doing the same thing. 
I am trying to choose every moment all the time to realize what's going well right that moment and, and go with that flow. Well, it's like even right now, if you're listening to what we're saying and you're like, this, this is stupid or this is great. Either way, that, that's the beauty of it is that you can just go do it. Just go do what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, don't try to justify it. Don't try to do this. Don't try to do that. Yeah. I think that's something that I'm really excited about right now is that I don't try to justify or worry about anything. I just like, just go do it. And it's like, if somebody, if somebody's doing something I don't like, or if I'm in a situation I don't like, I either have to extricate myself from it or go do something else. And it's, I take the personal affront. Well, I'm trying to take the personal yeah. affront out of it. Like the getting out of the house every day to have somebody who's not interested in the home and i know they won't be interested in the home come look at it but we but we don't know that actually oh that's true we do know that any one of the people who show up might like this home and want to buy it true i suppose that's true and that's and we hope for for our landlord's sake that that is what happens would be good for her if somebody bought her home yeah so we and we want to help that but there's no point in us being mad at the world or the mad, mad at the way real estate works because we're not going to change it at this yeah. particular moment. Yeah. Um, we can't change the fact that she needs to sell the home. We can't change the fact that we don't own the home. Yeah. So we might as well either just get out of, get out of the way, go do something else so we don't even know what's happening at that time or accept it as our, <laughs> our, our offering. You know, let, me, let me give you this gift. I will inconvenience myself to help you. Yeah. You know, someday maybe somebody will do the same for you. Maybe never. Yeah. But, there's a million ways to look at it. Yeah. It's just the, the one way that's not productive is when I get mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that it's just, I'm working yeah. on it, reconditioning you, those automatic you, responses. When you disagree with reality, that's the only time it doesn't, it doesn't help. Yeah. I was uh, just talking to somebody yesterday and they're like, God, so-and-so is so annoying. And I'm like, let me guess. There is some leaves rustling. I thought it was an animal scratching at the door. It might be an animal. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is up-to-date breaking news. There's, I think it's just the leaves. Okay. Okay, I'm going to get right back to it. Um, They were like, God, so-and-so is so annoying. And I was like, let me guess. Kitchen and the dishes. They live together. And he was like, yep. And I was like, I knew it. Kitchen and the dishes are the ultimate. Like, well, they need their landlord to sell their house because <laughs> they will get that fixed really fast. No, it's mostly just one side is insane and thinks that the other is not doing any work. But um, I think, well, he was upset that he was yelling at him about it. And I was like, you know what? What if you just did what you're going to do? And if somebody has an insane opinion about it, you just be like, Okay. All right. Thank you for that input. Thank you for that input. I'm going to go get back to my life. You keep uh, thinking what you think. (laughs) And you know, like, I I haven't really tried that, but I'm curious what that's like. Like, just totally, like, when somebody wants to get up in your grill about something that's not important or not true or just a waste of everybody's time, what if you just went, okay, and then just left? You know, I'm not having this conversation. I'll see you later. Yeah. I, I I don't really want that to happen because you know what's funny is that now that I have that attitude, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. So that's what's interesting. It's like kind of like if you don't have, it's like people can sniff out fear. It's like when I lived in New York, I cared so much about what people thought about me that I knew that that would become, there, that there was no way but for the universe to make that be a constant subject in my life was where people will say things about what I do or whatever. But now that I don't care, like the universe doesn't even bother. It's like, well, I'm not going to. Yeah. You don't need any practice anymore. Yeah. You don't need any practice on that. <laughs> it's, yeah. Just like we talked about this before, but like there's that, that scene in Evan Almighty where the wife has left oh, yeah. him because she's, he's gone crazy. He's doing this or that. And God is her waiter in this restaurant when she's running, you know, taking her, her and her kids and they're going away and they're leaving the husband. And she, he's like, well, what do you want? And she's like, you know, I just want us to have family time together. And I want to, you know, I want to have compassion. I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so you think when you pray to God for you to have family time, that the appropriate thing when you have an opportunity to do it is to like 
go somewhere else. Aren't you getting the opportunity to have family time to support one no, another? No, no, no. Are... You're kind of messing this up. <laughs> okay, well, let's fix it because I can't remember exactly, but I know. He said, he's like, if you wanted compassion and understanding and patience, do you think God would just give you those things or would give you opportunities there to you be Thank compassionate, you. <laughs> courageous, and patient? So he gave, him op- gave her opportunities like gave her struggles to where you could practice those things. Yeah. And we talked about that before. I don't we remember have, when. I don't either. But but I think that, that the same thing is true with what you just said. Then once you once you once you once don't you got need, it. Yeah, once you got it, you don't really need to practice it anymore. So no, why you would you get why it, would you yeah. get those opportunities? You don't need it. You you know what you would do and you and you have the strength and you have you have the ability to do it without making it a personal affront against the person who's doing it. Not going, you're wrong, you're bad. You're just like going you know, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I, well, I assume I am. I actually, I've been getting small practices and I've been more or less succeeding, but I've failed a couple of times too. So yeah. I don't know if I'm fully so there. So you'll but, probably still get opportunities then. Yeah. I think I'm on the way there. But um, okay. I think that was a good episode or a good place to end the episode. Okay. Do you have any closing thoughts? I don't. Other than uh, I do want to go back to that statement of whatever you can be in the world, be kind. And, and I think that the, that might be a good question to ask every morning when you get up. Of all the things, of all the ways, not things, but all the ways I can be in the world, what am I going to be today? And and choose the ones that make you happy. That's perfect. Perfect ending. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. Bye.